You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. 10,000 Layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Layups podcast. I'm Kyle Radke here with Julian Andrews. Julian, what is up? Not much. Uh, You know, been a pretty eventful week in the world, but it has been positive. And I don't know, but. I don't know. It's going good. It's going good. It's Monday night. So just you know, I know up for the week heavy, ahead. such heavy stuff going on where know. it's like even, you know, even work and like we've been through. I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to say we've been through because like what's going on right now in like Ukraine, what what those people are going through. But just like what the world's been through over the last like two years, it just seems crazy. It, like it's so hard to to focus on really anything. And then you see some of the stories coming, coming out of there and it's, you know, your heart breaks and I know, you wish like you could do something after another. But I know. But I know. Talk about basketball. We are, we are, um, uh, Timberwolves. We're recording this on a Monday night. Um, it is about nine 30, uh, tough time kind of to record a podcast because the wolves play a back to back. They play in, they played in Cleveland tonight. So by the time you're listening to this, it's Tuesday, but we don't have much of a window. Um, cause the wolves play the warriors tomorrow night at target yeah. center. I'm actually going to be at that game. Ooh, um, I'm excited. It's gonna be a fun game. You and and then you Those and I are going to the game next Monday. Yeah, against the, really the Blazers. Yeah, hopefully the Wolves just destroy them. But <laughs> but I think it should be a fun game. Yeah, it's gonna be a blast. Um, so Wolves win on Monday night tonight, one twenty seven to one twenty two. I wasn't able to watch it. I had volleyball, so I was able to catch the last like five minutes on the radio. I actually called my wife on the way home, and she's like. Oh my God, the Wolves are only up by one and they were just up by 23. And I was like, okay, I'll talk to you later. I need to listen to it on the radio. So I did. Uh, Towns made, makes an absolutely huge shot with like 12 seconds yep. left to put the Wolves up three. Um, you know, Russell hits some clutch free throws down the stretch. Um, overall, huge win. We'll, we can run through the stats, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Russell with 25 points, 
Town, 17 points. Uh, Beverly, 11 points, six assists, but he was a, he was a plus nine big night, uh, big first half, especially for Jade McDaniel, 17 points. Um, and then, uh, Prince off the bench had 15, but, uh, good win pushes the wolves to, um, what are they overall now? They should be four games above 500. They are 33 and 29, obviously still seventh in the West. They're three and a half games behind the nuggets, but, um, a huge win. Yeah especially you and I talked and we said, okay, you come out of the gates and you have, um, you have the Grizzlies, you have the 76ers, you have the Cavs and you have the Warriors. And like, we were thinking like best case scenario, you go two and two. And that's, that's what they're, they're going to get minimum if, you know, regardless of tomorrow's outcome. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely an essential win, um, given what happened against Philly. And I think, uh, it's just an opportunity. You know, the Cavs didn't have Garland. They didn't have, uh, uh, who else is out? I feel like a lot of their guys were out. And so it's kind of like, you got to get this win. You know, you yeah. can't have like point guard, Isaac Okoro, who like can't score like beating you, you know, like if, if you're as good of a team as you think you are. And you know, it's nice to see cat kind of come up in the clutch. Yeah. Um, just cause you I, don't, you don't, you don't really think about him as like a clutch guy. Um, and I think the team kind of tends to defer to D in the clutch. And I, I was listening to John Krasinski on Zach Lowe and he was saying that like the guys have a lot of respect for D Lowe's like clutch ability, which I think to some, some extent has been earned. Like he's been really good this year. Um, yeah. I think he's eighth in like clutch scoring this year. Yeah. So like definitely that's great, but it's nice to towns who is the best player on the team to kind of have that moment as well. And to kind of hopefully build some more confidence in himself in clutch situations because if there's a shot being taken on the wolves, you'd like for it to be towns to be taking it. So it's, it's just good to see him like get a nice kind of clutch performance. Um, other than that, I also wasn't able to watch the game. I checked in at the half and I saw that they were up by two. Um, and then I saw that they won narrowly. So I, I just kind of assumed that it had just been a close matchup, but I guess it wasn't. It was not. No, it was not. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And like the the thing is, you you know, we talked about how there was just a very, a very tight window too on like getting that six seed. Um, I mean, I don't want to say it's, it's funny, right? You go, you go uh, two and one after the all-star break and it's almost like they're in a worse position than they they were in before. But uh, like Denver has such an easy schedule. Um, They didn't play tonight, but you're, you're still three and a half games back. Um, you know, you have a tough game on tomorrow against the Warriors, like who knows, but there's only 20 games left. It, 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 like, you know, there's reports today that Michael Porter Jr. is going to come back sometime in March, um, that Jamal Murray will be back before the playoffs, which, you know, if you're a betting person, I don't know what the odds are right now, but I would maybe look at those nuggets odds. Um, and suddenly if you're the Grizzlies at three, you're like, shit. Um, I know. I don't want to. I don't want to play the Nuggets. Like, can we I go know. to four and you play the Mavericks or something? Um, then I don't know if you want to play the Mavericks either. Um, you don't. You don't want to play anybody this year. Like, uh, all the teams are tough, and it's making for I think honestly one of the more exciting kind of regular seasons. Yeah. Slash back halves of the season in, in recent memory, I think, and it, you know, probably since 2018. You know how we talk about where there was all that kind of craziness yeah. in the standings. Um. I don't well, know. It's really fun. No, you're right though, because, um, you know, with 20 games left, especially in the, the East, but like, well, let's go conference by conference. And I want to get yeah. into Anthony Edwards a little bit, but like 
you have the Heat who have a two-game lead over the Bulls. The Bulls have a one-game lead for second over the 76ers. The 76ers are up on a game and a half from the four and five seed with the Cavs and Bucks, respectively. The Celtics have the six seed. They're only a game back from the Bucks and Cavs. The Raptors are the seventh seed. They're only a game and a half back from the Celtics. The Nets are the eighth seed, which is crazy. And they're two games back from the Raptors. Then you have the Hornets and Hawks that are two games back from the Nets. And then you have the Wizards on the outside looking in two games. Um, then you go to the West and like in between two and three, the Warriors and Grizzlies is one game. And then in between the Jazz and the the Mavericks and Nuggets, there's two and a half games. And then you have the, you know, the, the, the I mean, and the Wolves, I mean, we talk about how like catching up to the Nuggets, how about like, don't let the Clippers catch up to you because yeah. you're only a game and a half above Los Angeles right now. Yeah. Um, and it seems more likely that you'd lose that than you, than you'd creep up. So, and, and it's also like all of this stuff is made kind of crazier by the fact that the Nets and the Celtics are kind of sitting in the bottom half of the East. Yeah. Because, you know, the Nets have looked bad this year, but at the same time, like they could, you know, with Kyrie and KD and potentially Ben Simmons, like they could turn it around at any time. The Celtics had a horrible start to the season, but now they look like one of the best teams in the league. So it's kind of like, I don't know. Anything could freaking happen, man. Like it, it's really, I, I have no idea like, who I think is going to win any the, of these series. Like, the, the first, first round is going to be a bloodbath. It, it's going to, yeah, I was just going to say that. So you're going to have, you're going to have like right now, if the season ended today, you're, you'd have Miami facing off against the Nets. Right. Like, like you're the okay. one seed. You have like, the Bulls oh, facing off against you. the Raptors, <laughs> which is, you know, a good situation. But then yeah. you have Philly, Philly and Boston. And then Cleveland and 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 Milwaukee, Brutal. it's like, oh, no thanks. Then in the West, you'd have, you know, Phoenix and the Clippers, Golden State and the Wolves, Memphis and Dallas, or Memphis and Denver, and then you have Utah and Dallas. Like those are two series that could go either yeah. way. Damn. Um, okay, so uh, Wolves win tonight. We talked about guys who played well. Um, you know, Edwards, he played fine. He was a plus seven tonight. So so, uh, and and I didn't watch the game. I'm just going by like points here. So yep. Uh, cool. I'm I'm like the total like I'm just looking at the stats guy and I'll I'll watch the, I'm gonna watch the last like ten minutes of the, the game um, after this pod, uh, but he had 17 points, four assists, four rebounds, four four steals. So like again, he's he's been playing better defensively, seven for 13 from the field. But you look at his game by game, yep. dating back to uh, you know three games before the All Star break on on February 13th, that put he has he's had nine points, six points, five points. 15 points and now 17 points. Um, I don't know how much we, we read into it because uh, the, the wolves yeah. are, you know, they, they're, they're three and two in those games, but like, are does that concern you at all? Or is it just like he's in his second year and these things happen to me? It, it's not, I mean, it's something to notice in that it has, I think implications for this year. Um, like if he isn't able to, kind of turn it around, then I think it makes the Wolves' chances of winning a playoff series go down, unfortunately. Um, but I don't think it's anything to be concerned about long-term. Like, I, I don't know. It's like, yeah, he scored, you know, nine points on the 15th of February, but on the 13th, he scored 37 points. Right. So, I know. so it's kind of like, I, I, I brought this topic up, but it's it's like, I think it's worth noting and kind of worth worth keeping an eye on. But I think that with a second year player who has his obvious skill set, I just think that the amount of bad games it would take 
for me to actually panic about Edwards' like future is just so much higher than three or four, you know, like, yeah, it's just, I just do not feel like we are living game to game in the Edwards kind of development arc. And I think that this year has been really positive. Like he could suck for the rest of the year and I would be willing to write it off as a slump, you know, just because he's done a lot and I, I think he's earned some trust there. And you go back to in between January 30th and February 8th before he had, um, like a little scoring outbreak during the Wolves five game win streak. He scored 15, five, 25, 17 and five. So, yeah, um, I mean, he's not, ideally he won't have to do that every night. Like you shouldn't need to be relying on Edwards to score 25 points a game. You know, I, I think that like, I don't know. I, I think that he, another thing from, if you haven't listened to John Krasinski on Zach Lowe, um, from last week, you should definitely do that. But he, he talked about kind of Edwards is kind of co- like, I don't want to say quiet confidence because Edwards is not a quiet guy, yeah. but just Edwards is like ultimate trust in the fact that he will eventually become a good, like a really good player. And yeah. I think that that kind of confidence that he has in himself is really contagious. So I just tend to think he'll be fine, you know, whether or not yeah. that bears out, I guess we'll see. But, um, I don't know. It's interesting. It, it it would be concerning for the Wolves playoff chances if Edwards kind of gets on a cold streak right now. I have to but, say. And, and it and it probably helps that we're not the like we're probably the only ones, not the only ones, but like there's very few people that are recognizing that he's going through a slump, I'm sure. You know, like yeah. when, when when you're on a team that's like they're they're not totally depending on him. Like I remember like exactly. Wiggins right. when, when when he was in his, you know, second yes. year in, in towns where it's like, oh my God, the wolves suck and Wiggins sucks and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, you know, if, if the wolves lose, like chances are, it's not Edward's fault. It's because also, right. because out of, you know, two, like out of the two out of three stars don't show up, you know, it's Edwards and towns or Edwards and Russell. Yeah. But if, as long as you have two guys showing up, you're, you're, you're probably going to be fine. Yeah. When Wiggins would go through slumps, the wolves were incapable of winning a game. Yeah. Cause there's nobody else. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I don't know. It's, it's definitely different and it just does speak to kind of the quality of this team, which is that they are just a way more stable organization than they have been in a really long time. And I think like, that's probably the thing that I'm enjoying the most about this year. It's just like, it, it seems like they're just, you know, on a track. Isn't that crazy? Like know, your, crazy your president of basketball operations gets like fired in like a huge scandal. I and know. like, this is, but, but you're right though. They, like they are stable. I was actually, I, I thought of this when, um, in again, like we, we talk about like coaches on here and like Ryan Saunders is my guy. Um, we, but I like, I think it was pretty clear. He probably wasn't ready to be an NBA head coach when he was hired. Yeah. I don't think that's like a hot take. And like tonight, uh, Chris Finch challenges, the, the play at the end of the game, I think there's, uh, you know, however many seconds left. Um, Evan Mobley saves it, tries to throw it in. They, they call it Cavs ball. Mobley's foot was on the line. The Wolves had a, a challenge left over. And I, again, I didn't watch the game, so I don't know, like, where they could have challenged or where they couldn't have. But, like, I think a lot of, like, young, inexperienced coaches, like, they use their challenge. And they say, they, 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 on another call that one of their players maybe thought, but the fact mm-hmm. that like Chris Finch, here we were with like two seconds left or three seconds left with maybe the game on the line and you had it available and to use. Um, and even if you don't get the challenge, at least you're taking another look at like a boom, boom play that, that could go either way. So I thought like, totally. 
It's really funny because like whenever I watch games and coaches don't challenge stuff that I see on TV, I'm like, oh, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but then and then the announcers are always like, you know, they're always saving it for that late game situation when they might need their challenge. And I'm like, what late game situation are they possibly going to need this? challenge? And then, and then, and then like, of course, it shows up and it's like, all right, well, I guess. Yep. This is why uh, this is why the. You know, I know. Just get the big bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's like the same thing in the NFL when it's like, <laughs> yep. well, Andy Reid's a lot of challenges. Like he challenged two fumbles in the first quarter, and you're like, yeah, yeah those were maybe like if he calls, but now you don't have any the whole game, and right. there's like yep. a huge play at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, up next for the Wolves, so they have the Warriors Tuesday night. That'll be a tough game at Target Center on a back back. But then you have uh, the Blazers on Saturday at Target Center. You have the Blazers on Monday at Target Center, which we'll be at. Uh, then they have the Thunder at home at, at Target Center on Wednesday, March 9th. So, uh, and, and then after that, you have the Magic in Orlando. Um, so you have, yeah, again, Warriors, Thunder, Blazers, Blazers, Thunder. So after the Warriors, you have four games that you should probably win. You should win them all. Uh, you, sh- you should definitely, I mean, definitely go three and one. Um but yeah, three of those games we'll are at home. One and for Simon's 50 point outburst. <laughs> we'll we'll allow <laughs> that loss. Yeah. yeah, but no, it's a it's and and then but then after that again, you know, you go Miami, San Antonio, Lakers, Bucks, Mavericks, Suns, Mavericks, Boston, Toronto, Denver. Like God, that's, that's a gauntlet. Brutal. And that's where it's like we, you know, we go through these stretches and you always say, like, oh, okay, well, they lost the Thunder, and it doesn't seem like a big deal, but it's like it's a fucking big deal because you have eight games and you could go zero and eight like pretty yeah. easily, and um, and like you're probably going to be underdogs in seven of those eight games. So, so for those eight, like how, how many, like what do you think they have to go to keep on pace? Well, it depends what like we think of as keep on pace. Like, do they need to get the seventh seed? Like, I mean, they have twenty games left. You probably need to go like twelve and eight to to sure. stay in that range. Um, you know, and like let's just like look for wins. So you have. The, let's say you go like Thunder Blazers, Blazers Thunder. There's four Magic five, Spurs yeah. six, um, and then you have the Wizards seven, Spurs eight, Rockets nine, and then basically you have to find three wins in between yeah. Miami, the Lakers, the Bucks, the Mavericks, the Suns, the Mavericks, the Celtics, uh, the Raptors, the Nuggets. And the Bulls. I think you can beat the Raptors. I think you can beat the Lakers. And I yeah. think you can beat the Mavericks once. Yeah, and you just need to beat one of those teams. And who knows with the Suns without Paul, too. Yeah. But that's assuming right. that you you took care of business and all those other games. Like, it's going to yeah, be hard. Right. Like, we it's going to be really hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. With that being said, we want to thank our good friends over at DraftKings. Who fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. We're talking in between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 mm-hmm. on any team and get 150 in free bets. If they win, you win. It's that simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get 150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit required. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the TN red line 1-800-889-9789. 
in Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Okay, um, and then we want to thank our good friends over at Three Star Sports Cards. Um, we'll get into their, uh, we have a segment later this week, but if you missed it, we opened a pack of 21-22 elite basketball. You know, not our worst box. Certainly not our best. <laughs> Certainly not our best, but not our worst. So go check that out. We uh, pulled pull a cool auto of a, of a vet. Um, okay, Julian, before we go, um, I don't know if you've seen this because I didn't see this until someone sent it to me. Did you see like Bill Simmons' intel of league expansion? Yeah. So basically, Bill Simmons', Simmons intel. Yeah, right. Could be um, in his head. <laughs> I don't know where he heard it from. I just yeah, listened. I did, I did see Basically, this. he says, I have some intel. Well, And also, this is weird intel. I have some intel. I think the NBA is going to expand to Vegas and Seattle, which is also what people have been saying for like three years, but whatever. Yeah, that's like, not intel, brother. And you don't get to say, I think <laughs> the NBA is going to. His right? intel is that he thinks that. So yeah. it, is, it is correct intel because he does think that. Okay. But anyways, um, there's been like layouts, if that happens, of what the yep. divisions would be and um, what, what what the conferences would be. The only change for East to West would be the Timberwolves. Actually, they go to the West or they go to the East rather. Um, I'm sorry. Yep. Yep. Um, so the Wolves are in the East um, and then, but their conferences, so they'd play these teams like four times, their conference changes to the Bucks, the Pistons and the Bulls, which is kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, I think that should 100% be the case. I mean, I, I think there's an argument even if the NBA doesn't expand that it's time to redraw the divisions and the yeah. conferences. Because, I mean, the Wolves, like, statistically have the hardest travel schedule in the league because they are right next to all these Eastern Conference teams and they play in the West. So yeah. every time they have a, like, conference game, they're traveling, like, to the West Coast. It's insane. Um, I think Rick Adelman... He, uh, when he was coach, it was like right when I started, he always got so pissed when the schedule came out. Yeah. Not that it mattered because we knew the schedule was the schedule, right? Right. And, you know, he would always just be like, name a team that travels more than us. And like, yeah. he knew the answer. It was like, no, you guys yeah. do because just geography, that's how it works. <laughs> um, but like the but, idea that the Wolves are not in the same conference as the Bucks and the Bulls is crazy. Yeah, the Bulls, right? It's like, it's an hour and 10 minute flight. Yeah. Right. And like, you're right though. That's a huge advantage where it's like, you think the nuggets are in their conference or in their division rather, but it's like, you know, you look in the East and it's like, okay, the Knicks, the Nets, the Celtics and the 76ers are in a conference. Right. And, and right. it's like, yeah. yeah, like that's literally like a 30 minute, whatever. Like, I don't know. I don't know how distance works there, but it's very short compared to like what the wolves it's, are doing. It's quite quick. Yeah. yeah. It's a drive. <laughs> um, did, did I ever tell you the Rick Adelman travel stories? No. There was reports in his later years uh, with the Wolves that maybe may, I don't want to say he was mailing it in, but they would say like, you know, how some coaches would watch uh, uh, like film on the way somewhere yep. or like yep. maybe read a book. Rick Adelman would uh, watch West, Westerns and um, like have like whiskey on the rocks, which I actually don't hate that. Great. People were like, oh, he's not dedicated. He's milling it. I'm like, I don't know. It sounds kind of great to me. Like, have you never just been like, I want to watch a show and not work? Okay. Well, Dude, that's what he's doing. I'm like kind of with that. Like, I don't know. 
like I think so. I mean, I think it's obviously important to be prepared, but like in all seriousness, I think like in the NBA, there's a kind of performative workaholic thing that also happens to, and it's like, if you haven't watched the film, Rick Adelman, then you should probably watch the film. Yeah. Plane. But like, are you going to watch the film for a fourth time instead of like three times watching the film? Like, is that really going to make it, you know, it's just kind of yeah, like for like a mid January game. I know. I know. We, I feel like we just kind of like demand this very kind of like, I'm always working like the grind from a lot of our professional sports teams. And it's like, oh, okay. No, I'm like, what actually will help us win, you know? And Hey, if it's Rick Allman, like getting loose with his, his Western, yeah. on the rocks, who cares? Do your thing, my man. <laughs> who cares? I agree. Uh, all right. Well, Julian, that's Good all stuff. we got. Um, we'll be back. I don't know. Also, uh, Markel Fultz had his first game tonight. Um, oh, yeah. In 14 months. He had 10.6 assists in 16 minutes. So that's good. Good for him. Do you know that Chris Dorte is older than Markel Fultz? Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I w- It's nuts, dude. Like the, the difference between the one-year guys and the four-year college guys. Yeah. Completely it's insane. Really, it's really crazy. Yeah. Like if you would ask me how old Markel Fultz is, I'd be like, oh, he's 25. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, he's 27. 27. Then, That's exactly what I was going to say too. Yeah. And then it's like, oh no, he's actually, uh, uh, he's actually 23. Wild. I know it's nuts. All right. Um, appreciate you. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back probably on like Thursday or Friday this week. Bye.